baby I've got your face in a book, baby It's like you're with me inside my head Whenever I miss you, I see you there I want to take you along with me
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I'm Kelsey Styles, and today I have a wonderful uh, guest host, co-host, Phil Kala. Uh, today we're going to be talking about science, uh, essentially being queer in the STEM field, going from science to technology, starting a record label and failing, and the nostalgia of the video games. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. <laughs> sorry, it feels laugh. Oh, you fucked up. You fucked me up. Okay, okay. I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, so we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of things, including video games. Um, but yeah, so keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. Take baby steps 
thinking about the times you are You know you're not alright if you're up all night Thinking about the times you are You know you're not alright if you're up all night Thinking about the times you are Are you mad by 95? If you had your back in the sun
by the way, if you're just now tuning in, this is Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and today in the studio, I have Phil Keller with me. We're going to talk about their transition from essentially being a physicist to working in tech, as well as nostalgia from video games that they grew up on, and being a DIY musician. So stay tuned to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. On today's special episode, I have Phil Kella here with me to talk about being a DIY musician in the Bay Area, uh, their transition from the physics world to tech world, and what it's like being a queer person in those fields, starting a record label and failing, and of course the nostalgia of all the video games that we grew up on. It's going to be a fun one. Keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and today I have Phil Kala on air with me. In just a few songs, we're going to be talking about their transition from being a physicist to working in the tech field as an engineer, as well as talking about what it's like to start a record label and then have that fail, and also about the nostalgia of the video games that we both grew up on. So stay tuned to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I'm Kelsey Styles, and with me in the studio today is Phil Kala. Say hey, Phil. Hey, <laughs> Phil. Hi. How many people do that, actually? <laughs> Say Bunch, that fucking line. Usually, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, can I swear on the internet? Yeah, yeah. This is internet radio, cool. so you are free to say whatever the fuck you want. Chill. <laughs> uh, so I was so awake when I got here, and then I'm ready to take a nap. It's so warm in this room. Yeah, the room is really warm. The lights are low. We both have had a little bit of alcohol. Just one beer. Just had some whiskey. So yeah. Just cruising. Just cruising, chilling. It's Friday. It's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> so, Phil, um, I've already mentioned that you were a physicist, and now you're an engineer in the tech sector. About to be about to be yeah. an engineer i've been a marketer for like the last two years yeah 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 yeah. you have i uh, i first met phil through a mutual friend i was hanging out at their apartment and back when i lived in oakland yeah back when you lived in oakland mm-hmm. and they were like constantly like renovating yeah <laughs> they were constantly renovating upstairs Making and a man fell through my roof once Wait, what? Yeah, you remember that? No. Maybe that was before, maybe it was after. Uh, yeah, there was a a unit above ours, and they were constantly trying to renovate it for someone to move in, and it was supposed to be done like a month into us living there, and it they didn't even finish it when we moved out a year later. Um, Holy shit. And a man went upstairs to clean or something, and he fell through uh, the floor, and he fell into my room when i was completely naked (laughs) it was the morning and i was getting ready for work and i like just got out of my shower and i walked out uh but fucking naked oh my god that's a movie moment yeah he fell through and i watched his legs dangle as i was like huh and i screamed fuck (laughs) and i think uh melina could hear me from another room and like ran out and was like what happened and Okay, yeah, okay, so just just his legs fall through, though. Oh, his legs fell through, and then I, I like, pushed him back up. Naked. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. I, at that point, <laughs> when I pushed him back up, I had clothes on. I had, like, shorts on. Okay, Because okay. I put clothes on before. I was like, this guy's going to dangle. Why? Well, I put... I'm not going to... He's a stranger! <laughs> I'm about to touch a stranger naked. A st- <laughs> okay, a so... Strange, a strange man falling into my ceiling. Yeah. Strange man dangling. Yeah, Dangles. it's not quite what I wrote in my dream journal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's talk about your time as a physicist in the educational system. You had a laboratory. Um, yeah, give us the whole spiel. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, my background is in physics. It's in pure physics. Uh, uh, I have a master's degree in physics and a bachelor's degree in physics, both in uh, pure BS in <laughs> yeah, total BS, <laughs> pure BS in just straight physics. It wasn't like a specialized thing. Um, originally, I was working in low low temperature physics in thin films, and I was in one of those labs that like you wear a full bunny suit, like a full white suit. It's like kind Ooh, of cool with like goggles yeah, and like gloves. Where because everything shit. needs to be clean. Mm-hmm. very clean and then eventually that lab shut down and i had to move to a new lab where i was studying nonlinear optics and uh, photonics and that lab was terrible i loved being in thin films but i 
hated being in optics and working with lasers. Yeah, what was that like to have a project that you were passionate about get defunded? Uh, it sucks. It's hard. I mean, it happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, in STEM. I think it's like anything that's like that doesn't have buzzwords in it or isn't you can't make like a BuzzFeed article off of or can't make some like bullshit five o'clock news story about like yeah. or like can't shoot into space on a rocket um people are like people don't really want to talk about like exotic particles and like how to detect neutrinos and all sorts of other fun fun like fringe physics i guess mm-hmm. like quote-unquote fringe physics and then you don't get published and you don't get money to publish your papers and then you end up fudging things so you can publish papers and no one wants you to Ooh, i never did that but okay, like okay. but if like, you're yeah. if you're in <laughs> if you're in the sciences and you've been writing papers long enough you can it's really easy to read papers and and tell when someone is just like not being completely truthful mm-hmm. they're like not lying but they're not like they're purposely not including things or they're purposely saying that uh like someone might say that like so, like some something is gonna come after this, but it's not, and they totally know that nothing is gonna happen. Like the they might have tested something that failed, but they say that they're going to test it with, with like high hopes. Sorry, I'm rambling off. I'm all <laughs> no, you're good. Hi. I don't know what to do on the radio. Oh my god. Okay, so you said you moved into a new lab and it sucked. Mm. And I remember when you were telling me the story about this, you said it was like a boys' club. Explain that a little bit so more. The whole, I guess the whole experience, even in my first lab, was kind of a boys club. I, what, my first lab, the lab itself wasn't a boys club. I mean, the majority of the people there were, were men, but uh, my advisor was not. And my advisor was, uh, still to this day, like one of, the, one of the most like influential people in my lives. I love her. Um, but like the my overall experience of being in the sciences and being in the physics community. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still very, it's still dominated by a lot of like old farts that need to die. Uh, <laughs> or at least their ideology, like their social social ideology needs to die out. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of my opinion that the only way that dies out is with the people. Um, yeah, I'm pretty harsh. <laughs> I, like, don't, I don't no, really have like the, the idea that like, all life is special and like people are super unique and so everyone needs to be protected like i think that bullshit ideas need to die like nazism needs to die and people who think that like women can't do physics need to die like get the fuck off my planet (laughs) (laughs) uh but overall yeah it was a lot of like a lot of like like sitting through sitting through meetings where women are talking and then being like engaged and then as soon as they leave the room people talking about like her tits or things like that or Holy people shit, yeah no people way. like being like oh my god can you use that new german girl oh, stuff like that or just like you, you see you see a lot of stuff you hear a lot of stories and like if you go at least in my immediate uh department was pretty good but like mm-hmm. you hear you hear a lot of stories about um and i just want to add you're a queer person yeah and were you like out as a queer person during this time not to anyone in my department okay. not like i mean i had friends outside of outside of school so you were just like passing as yeah P- passing's really easy yeah. it's really sick to walk around and have no one bother you ever <laughs> it's pretty fucking sick and i'm a giant coward so Aww. it helps <laughs> Why 
just grew up with like I don't know having people give me a hard time all the time, and it got to a point where it's like this is it's just easier. Mm-hmm. It's just also like not doing my makeup is like way easier. Like yeah. wearing p- black pants is easier. And I'm like at heart like a creature of habit and kind of a lazy piece of shit. That's okay. Damn, I got so self-deprecating all of a sudden. <laughs> this is what happens when I talk about physics. Um, but yeah, okay, like okay, I got then. Then let's transition from physics. Well, to... we can still talk about well, it. Like, let's, let's I mean, I, well, let's talk about tech. Okay. Let's talk about going from physics to. I mean, so when I met you, you're working at Ticketfly, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing marketing. Yeah. What made you want to make that switch? Uh, I was really burnt out. Uh, yeah. Like I, I had finished my master's and I had pretty much burnt my bridge with my lab because I was so sick of, I was so I was really sick of everything and I was like on the verge of just kind of snapping to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Like. I just never really felt comfortable. You have you. It's a lot of like working a lot of jobs while you're paying your crazy ass rent here, while you're extremely underappreciated by like advisors, the school. Wow, that's how I felt in advertising. Yep. <laughs> uh, by by like the people in the community. There's also like a weird hierarchy in physics between like the the theoreticians and the experimentalists and the astronomers. Um, and I was, I was an experimentalist, um, so I'm like in the middle middle of the totem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, no, it was weird. Like there was w- one time there was a um, a women's women in physics conference at Stanford, mm-hmm. and it, the whole thing was to try to um, try to hype women up to go to graduate programs in STEM, but particularly physics, because the number of women that go into graduate programs, uh, or physics, physics graduate programs is like basically zero. It's not zero, but it's basically zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they, a- they asked my advisor to come and, and speak, but because she had had such a bad experience at Stanford, she sent me instead. And so like when oh my I, God. yeah, she like would not go. She absolutely refused to. Um, so she sent me, and at the time I was one, an undergrad, and two, a very, very passing, uh, male presenting person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the whole time I was there, it was just a lot of, like, women professors coming up to me being like, what you doing here? How you doing? And me having to be like, oh, I'm here because Barbara Newhouser sent me from SF State. And they're like, what do you study? And like, um, oh, you know, making superconducting tunnel junctions, you know, for studying exotic particles and like oh, okay you're fine <laughs> welcome oh my god it was uh sorry this is gonna be a, a challenge for you <laughs> keeping me on track no Larry. but but you're like you're <laughs> talking a lot which is great like that's anything that a host could want really yeah yeah um, really we're just gonna whisper now this is the asmr portion oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah uh so you asked me about tech right Being yeah so working in tech yeah you were able to do what i feel like a lot of people aren't able to do in the tech industry which is kind of merge uh a passion with your career so yeah. you've been able to like work within the music industry while also working in like the tech field through ticket fly and eventbrite mm-hmm. um so yeah how do you feel like you have like an influence on the local like music scene 
I probably have I have like no influence on the music scene at all. I mean, like I do and I don't. I mean, like I do in the sense that like I I work with a lot of people who promote things that I tell them to promote mm -hmm. or don't promote things that I tell them to not promote. Okay, well, there um, you go. But like, as far as like being an influencer, like what, when you say something like that, it makes me think of people who are like, listen to this playlist and then people actually listen to it. Not like, hey, don't put this band in this email or don't let this band play at this venue because they like touch some underage girl or some shit like that. Like, But like I think the, that's like more powerful, like what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say I believe that, but I'm not sure if I do. Like, considering that there's people who still listen to 6 9 Extension, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, there's yeah. people who still listen to, like, a ton of the local bands here that are, like, known abusers or, like, known sympathizers, like, and you get a lot of, like, oh, they're chill to me, or, like, oh, I have a lot of history with this person, like, I'm not entirely sure, like, that, that ability to, like, have, you know, Tell your, your promoter friend, hey, don't. Do you want to get yeah. into a hot topic right now? Are you ready to dive deep? What's a hot topic? <laughs> like the... Sh like, the like so what? you and I have like talked about, you know, like music scenes and like known abusers, oh, yeah. possibly not known abusers. Uh -huh. um, what are your thoughts about, you know, these people, you know, once they get like outed, um, do you think they can ever like come back into the music scene if they go through kind of like a rehabilitation process or do you think they're just gonna be these shitty people for like the rest of their lives i feel like everyone's always like on the fence about this issue i feel like it's circum it's probably circumstantial mm -hmm. i think they're i think that i would say all right here's the thing i think it would be they're never allowed back with a little asterisk because like there there's probably like cases where somebody depending on what they did assuming it's like I, I, when we're talking here i'm assuming it's something that's like not not rape and not like not any form of rape or any like real intense physical abuse yeah like yeah people like, who are just creepy i'm yeah. talking about people who are like just kind of creepy i think people who are just kind of creepy can learn to be mm -hmm. better and probably be helped but at this point in my life like th that's a stretch for me to believe still i kind of think that people so so people in like you know like the music scene local music scene who are like outed rapists or like abusers mm -hmm. emotionally or physically do you think it should be kind of like how pedophiles are treated like don't go anywhere near like the school zone like like music space venue and like let people know about your past when you start to date them oh absolutely what? okay yeah uh i mean i'm I see i'm i'm trying to think of like an asterisk case but i honestly can't like yeah. i'm sure there's some stupid ass kid that something that did some stupid thing that like people will forgive one day but like overall like what the things that generally happen in the music scene that when people commit those those acts i think that they should be ostracized and kicked out and i think that people need to, to cut out that bullshit of like oh well like i've i've known them for so long or like i or i've had, never acted that way towards me or like i've had these experiences with them so i understand them in a different way or like i don't know there's a lot of hypocrisy and i don't think that I, I think that like there can there's probably some people who who have done things that are like 
the core of it like misunderstandings Mm -hmm. but like overall when it comes to like anything that that there's a certain there's a certain boundary right i think that it's as as people interact and communicate like you're always going to accidentally cross someone's boundary and i think that for those kind of cases explaining to someone like hey you you cross this boundary and like you need to never do that again those people are fine do you know what i mean i think Mm -hmm. those people can come back as long as they never do that again but there's a certain boundary that that a good number of musicians who have been ostracized from here have crossed that once you cross that like i never want anything to do with you like i don't i don't want to listen to your music there's plenty of people who i like loved and admired who have done things that like yeah like i used to love dive i haven't listened to dive since like well whenever whenever their base is called meredith graves a cunt like i haven't i don't i don't i have no problem to love power bottom yeah i used to love power bottom too yeah i don't think that i have no problem separating artists um or you know the people who say like like i can't separate artists from art or like do you Mm -hmm. separate the artist from the art i I don't know the answer to that question but i don't think it matters i think that like you don't need to support these people you there's plenty of other good art out there that like was not made by shitty people and you can totally go get your jollies off listening to that and like feel something from them and every time wise words every time you like listen to those people and like give those people a platform you're really just taking away an opportunity for people who aren't really shitty yeah, yeah. no well said thank you <laughs> and thank you for having this conversation with me because i feel like a lot of people you know like to tiptoe around it and mm-hmm. just like to rally and say that they're in support of outing abusers and shitty people in these communities mm-hmm. but they never actually want to have a conversation with it about it or take like actionable steps to make a difference so mm-hmm. i've always appreciated you for doing that thank you yeah but um speaking more about music you started a record label what was that like it was fucking awful <laughs> it was fun <laughs> it's i mean like i'm still i'm still thinking about coming back to it one day mm-hmm. but it was um it i would say that i w- i worked with i picked the wrong person to work with first okay. for sure and i like how sh- how does that work as like an outsider you know perspective are you just getting your like friends together and you're like hey let me like well so okay so this happened like before like the whole there was this like kind of purge of like bay area bands of like dudes coming out and turning out to be really shitty Mm -hmm. and it was before that and i think that i was uh, i trusted people way too much and i was like all right these people are my friends this is gonna be fine and then it turned out to not be fine (laughs) it turned out to be like uh I, I definitely let myself get taken taken advantage of by the first band that we put out, and then after, but then after that, like after what, that, it was, what do you mean by that? Like, how were you taken advantage of by the band? Oh, like between like the amount of, the number of the amount of effort that we put into them specifically, like the shows that we set up, the residency that we set up, the like hand holding them throughout the whole process, the amount of money that we put into like the tapes and the CDs, and then like. The deal that we cut them and then it's just interesting because um 
You know, I'm friends with Tyler from Diners mm -hmm. and listening to them talk about their experience as a musician, they said, you know, like, I fucking hate labels because they don't do anything except steal your money. So it's interesting to hear a different perspective from you about how you're trying to, like, fuel these artists mm -hmm. and, like, book them tours and actually, like, invest in them. Whereas, you know, Tyler was telling me that it seems like they just want to, like, suck your money. Yeah, so we were, we were really trying to invest in people and invest in the Bay Area, invest in artists that we, we liked and thought had, uh had the you know stuff <laughs> yeah. or even frankly even just you know me didn't have like staying power but we we liked them we liked them as people and we liked their music so we decided to put them out and i think that for that first band it was just like oh this person wants to spend their money to make us make a stuff and like do stuff for us chill great and then it was pretty much that it was like it should have been a symbiotic relationship and it turned mm. it turned into me trying to daddy make give yeah. me money yeah yeah <laughs> damn but then after that like we, we put out the the first json tape for mm. uh turn into um and then put up perhaps the Oh, and we, wow. we did we did a lot of good stuff this the summer peaks record mm -hmm. my old records and everything else i really loved doing all those people i loved working with but we couldn't really we took such a hit with the first one and like it was such a because because of that first band that we worked with my partner quit like she, her she was she worked in music for so long and decided that like she never wanted to experience anyone the shittiest time oh yeah he was also really uh condescending and like misogynistic oh, okay. and would do things right. where it's like okay <laughs> if like if you can't handle this uh can like let's we'll get phil involved and like she was always way more confident wow. than me in certain spaces which is like we we would always divvy up the work like if you're more confident at this you're gonna do this if i'm more confident at this i'm gonna do that and so like to have them question her competency about what what was her role was was, was wildly infuriating and insulting to not just her but to me and to should have been insulting to anyone what was the name of the label uh wave dweller r.i.p wave dweller mm -hmm. we miss you yeah even though we never got to know you super well but yeah. you know. that's chill did uh we did a lot of fun stuff maybe there will be a wave dweller dose I, I hope so one day my like i think that it would be really nice to end my life with like being old adopting old dogs and giving them a good life and also owning a venue but that's like if i can't even do a record label then i can't <laughs> own a venue but maybe one day oh i thought you were gonna say then i can't own a dog and i was like hmm i could do that <laughs> yeah Okay, so another thing that I love doing with you whenever we hang out is playing video games or just sending like really weird memes related to you, like kind of classic Nintendo characters. Yes. Um, so I want to know like what were some of your like first systems that you played on and what were some of your like favorites growing up or now? Oh wow. Uh, my, so my uncle had a the original the nes mm -hmm. and i used to play it at his house but my sister had uh, a genesis 
we were a Sega household. I was a Nintendo household. Yeah, I yeah. desperately wanted to be a Nintendo household. <laughs> and my sister was like, no, nah, we're getting Sonic and we're playing Echo. And like and Spyro. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Well, that was on PlayStation. Oh, okay. Jeez, <laughs> but eventually, when Final Fantasy VII came out, my sister was like, all right, it's time to get a PlayStation. And we had a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it wow. Game changer. Wow. It really was a game changer. I mean, I think even though we had a PlayStation and like my first system, like the system that was mine, was an N64. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I wasted so much time with that. I'm, I'm thinking of like all my all my days sitting and playing like Smash Brothers and like Shadow, uh, um, Shadow of the Empire. I I had like a tradition anytime that uh, I would have a sleepover at my house in the morning, I would make like Pillsbury like cinnamon rolls in the oven or like instant like muffins, whatever. And then my like friend and I would just play Mario Kart 64. <laughs> And I remember I had kind of like the acrylic see-through like green controller mm-hmm. and I'd always have to like claim that one until the joystick broke. Oops. Oh. Yeah, I still, uh, I, if you feel this, my palm. I'm feeling. The center of my palm. palm. You yeah. feel that callus? Yep. Yeah. And this one too. You can feel it. It's oh even worse. Oh my gosh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know that's from? <laughs> Years of Mario Party. Really? Yeah, I, I'm serious. That this I'm is like from playing soul. Mario Party. Yeah, it's still here. It's like I still have these calluses Wait, for some from, reason. Wait, from the N64 controller? Yeah, from doing you know in those oh, uh, the mini games, you have to do this. Yeah. On the joystick. Phil is making a fast-moving circular motion. Yes, thank <laughs> you. You have to move the joystick into a clockwise or counterclockwise motion to. I don't even know what the mini games were, but there was a ton of them that were like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Definitely know what I I'm talking definitely about. Definitely know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I would do that a lot. Dang. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I kind of like fell off uh, like console based games because I like discovered The Sims and just went into like a Sims black hole for a long while. <laughs> And then kind of like resurfaced when I got like an Xbox 360 and the Wii, which was so great. And it was so great for the family. I was able to like bowl with my parents. Can you imagine bowl with your parents? I know. Did you ever break your TV on accident? No, never did. You remember that? When yeah. everyone was breaking their TV with their Wiimotes? Fucking morons. <laughs> I used to like, play- Like how do you let go? Like how are you just like- well, this this feels right. Uh, I'm bowling. I'm it's just like bowling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh my God. I'm trying to I'm trying to take more time for me lately and play video games because I what school really See, did. It's interesting because yeah. when I want to take time for myself, I watch people play video games. Oh, well, then you should come over and watch me play video games. We'll tilt Oh my God! Star. Wow. Like. What school really did to me was to condition me to have a cap- the capacity to do an insane amount of work. Uh, like I can do, like I can, I'm kind of a workaholic. And yeah, you are. Yeah, I can, I can work and work and work and work and work and work. That's why I was like working multiple jobs, going to grad school, doing the record label, still playing in my own band, and like it was and being in a relationship. It was bad. It was bad. But I'm trying to take time for me, and that mm-hmm. means getting really high and playing video games um and it's been working 
it's been working fine. Nice. If you had to pair the perfect game to play while you were smoking a sativa, what would that be? Okay, what console? We gotta narrow this down. There's a lot of games. Okay, I'm gonna narrow it down to okay. a PS2. A PS2? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't remember what was on PS2. What the fuck? A Swango! <laughs> was Clonoa 2 on PS2? <laughs> uh, fuck. Wait, can, actually, can I, just, can I just say that I would love to play Smash Brothers? Like the OG Smash Brothers, but Melee actually on GameCube. Okay, so this is your sativa this pick, or sativa do you just pick. want to do this with me in general? Both, okay, actually. Right, but it's my sativa pick. Okay, and then your indica pick for... for Sega Genesis. Oh, wow. All those games are so hard. I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> you gotta pick I'm one. also, like, a weed baby. I smoke a lot, but, like, when I smoke, I just lay on the couch. It's sick. I love it. It's true. I sound like a fucking idiot right now. Uh... Wow, I, this is some hard-hitting questions. I don't know how to answer this one, actually. Come on, come on. Five, oh, fuck. four, is it, three, an indica? two, uh, one. Oh, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I know this is not on the Genesis, but Katamari, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I just want to get really high and play Katamari. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. Though, I did get very high and play Sonic Mania the other day. And oh, is that the one I was playing? No. Which is basically like, you know, the original Sonics on the Genesis. What was I playing with you when I was over recently and we were doing the edibles? What was that? I like was doing oh really. Oh, we're really playing Crash Bandicoot, right? Oh, yeah. I was fucking that up. Yeah, we're playing Crash Bandicoot, oh. the insane trilogy. Yeah. Okay, alright, so let's get to the game. So I'm going to be listing off um, popular Nintendo characters to fill. And oh, Phil I thought you were going to say the fuck. I'm like, what the f <laughs> I love this. Luigi, Wario. Yeah, we're gonna play Kill, Mary, Yo, play Kill. Fuck, Mary, Kill. No, um, we're actually... I'm, so I'm going to name characters to you. And you're going to place them as like what kind of archetype they would be in your high school. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Uh, First one is Luigi. Luigi? Oh. Luigi is like the boy you want to get with you know what i mean like secretly or like obviously no he's like the boy that you like no one really notices him but you notice him and you're never gonna tell anyone that you're really into that guy but you're really into that guy you might tell your best friend your best friend would be like well, that's weird but i guess i can kind of see it <laughs> and then it's like a thing that your best friend always mentions when you like you walk by that person yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hey, Luigi's over there. Oh my god, Luigi's over there, you freak. Oh my god. Luigi's over there, Phil, you slut. Okay, next is Bowser. Bowser? Oh my god. Bowser's like he's like the security guard. Like though he's like nice. he's like much, much older, but he's like that daddy security guard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, I'm kind of attracted to you, yeah. but I'm also like fifteen. And then yes, and then the next year he's uh the PE teacher. <laughs> and then he really gets in trouble. Yeah, and then he really gets in trouble. Wow, this is dark. Okay. No, Bowser does not get in trouble. Bowser is daddy. <laughs> I love Bowser. There's actually a very large community of people that want to fuck Bowser. And I'm in there. So I'm not going to talk anything. Okay, talk next is Samus. Oh, wow. Like, obviously, she's uh, she's lead on the field, field hockey team. Mm -hmm. And she kicks ass. She's really funny. Um, and then when she goes to prom, she's like 
beautiful and everyone's like what mm -hmm. and she no. she goes uh with a guy but she dances with the girlfriends the whole time and people are like interesting i want to be like her yeah. cool next we're gonna go to princess zelda oh princess zelda oh totally uh you sit next to her in chemistry and she's she's the person you like cheat off of because she's fucking smart as hell yeah. Rad. Um, I'm doing this personal favorite, Waluigi. Waluigi! <laughs> I love it. Waluigi is like that meme kid. He's like that fucking kid in the back that you don't like him at all, but you get sat next to him in homeroom and you have to like, you have to mingle with him because he's there and he always leans over and shows you his, what's on his PSP. And he's like, hey, look at I got Pornhub on my PSP. And you're like, God fucking damn it, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> But also, let's hang out. Oh my god. Okay, um, next is Fox McCloud. Oh, definitely the weeaboo kid that's actually a furry. He's just a furry. He's just a <laughs> high school kid that's a furry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, um, next is gonna be Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong! Oh my god. Diddy Kong, who would Diddy Kong be? He's just like the underclassman who follows you around, but like, he's also kind of popular, but but he's still an underclassman, so he's not like super popular yet, but you know he will be like ASB president next year. Okay, what about Pitt? Who? Pitt? Oh, Pitt? Oh, he's the popular kid that you don't know anything about. You know? It's just like, oh yeah, that kid's cool, but I don't know why. Yeah, you have no <laughs> idea why. He's just like really good at track. Um, but because he's so good at track, he's like one of those kids who like kind of has no personality, but like there's nothing bad to say about him, but nothing good to say about him either. Just really fast. Okay, next is Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti? Who the fuck is that? Animal oh, is Crossing. that the Animal Crossing yeah, guy? Yeah, when, the, when you like the... don't say, but like pops up yeah. and like, yells at you. I didn't play a lot of Animal Crossing. Motherfucker. I did, but uh, you might have to skip. I can definitely talk about Tom Nook though. No, no. Cafeteria okay. lady. <laughs> um, Tom next to the cafeteria lady? Yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, what about Kirby? Oh, ho, ho. yes. That kid? That kid's in <laughs> your, your, uh, what do you call them? The, like the cooking classes? Do you have cooking classes in high school? Home ec. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where you just learn how to cook? Yeah. Oh, we had one, but it was called something totally different. Well, okay, he's in your home How class. How to chef 101. And, and for some reason, he's really good at cooking. But he's not, he's not good at anything else. You're in a bunch of his other classes, and he's just like that star in home ec. Okay, very last one. Princess Daisy. Princess Daisy. The transfer student uh, comes Aww. in at the last minute, and but she comes in like halfway through the semester. So like, you don't really want to get invested in making a new friend. And like she's very standoffish, so like she has her own friends at another school. One of those things. I love it. Well, thank you so much for playing my game and for coming on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> giving me that face. Okay. Yeah. So Phil, tell people uh, your next show because you have a band. You are a band. Mm -hmm. Talk about. I think I'm playing here uh, for the BFF. FM besties. To be honest, I don't know all that much about it, and I don't know if I'm actually supposed to be talking about it because I don't know if it's confirmed <laughs> yet. But it will be here, and it'll be with Boy Scouts and Rose Droll, who are two of my favorite people. 
and two of my favorite musicians and writers. Actually, yeah. I think one of the songs I included in the list of songs that you wanted was a Boy Scout song. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. definitely have a Boy Scout song on there, and they're super nice people. Um, yeah, okay. Last question. What is your game, recommend, uh, game <laughs> recommendation for 2018? Oh my god. I am waiting for that new Spyro remaster to come out. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and so, god. I know this sounds really lame, but I'm really waiting for that to come out. Uh, no, I'm also waiting for... I guess these really aren't recommendations, but this is like what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about the new Smash Brothers to come out. I'm excited for that new uh, Spyro game. I just beat the shit out of the Crash, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% already. Yeah. Damn, well... I honestly just, I would highly recommend getting a Switch. And just oh my playing god, the Switch, Switch is great. Highly recommend I know that Switch. Zelda came out last year, but... I played it again this year, and again, it's the best game of the year. It's Have so you good. gotten the, uh, like, expansion? Yeah, the motorcycle? Yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. I drive that around, and it feels so ridiculous. Well, you've been listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and keep tuning in every week to hear me interview a new guest and play some new loud and soft tunes. Coming up next, we have Walkie Talkie by Palm. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Back on my old bullshit, playing some Palm.
begin to be half of what you think of me. I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love. When I see the way you act, wondering when I'm coming back. I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love like you. I could do about anything. I could even learn how to lie. 